peace to all the children of God. And praise and thank God for blessing us with such a wonderful and beautiful Sabbath day. So that on this blessed Holy Sabbath day, that all of us can gather here to study the Word of God. And this indeed is a very important matter for us. Because we go through different phases of life and we keep growing. And I'm sure that you probably have heard some saying that we must always progress in our lives. And especially in the development of our spiritual life, if we don't improve, then we are regressing. So, I and I remember when I was a youth, uh, many of the students, um, they will write words to encourage and bless one another. That is to say, if you don't re- improve, then you are actually regressing. So that also applies to our spiritual life. If we don't take one step forward, then we are actually one step backward. And I believe that recently we've all been reading the Old Testament. And from the Old Testament, we will discover a certain matter. I'm not sure whether you actually discover this problem in the Old Testament. And because the Israelites, they are a nation that is stiff-necked. And so therefore, from the advice of Moses and also all the prophets, it was very difficult to find the advancement of the Israelites. Then why is that so? Because from the Old Testament, we will discover a certain matter. And that is the fact in terms of how the Israelites, how they worship God and pursue after God. What they pursue after God is only the blessings that they can see. And they are not actually pursuing after advancing their faith. But however, today in the New Testament era, we are different. And no longer should we dwell upon just the visual blessings that we can receive in our life. But rather, we must pursue after the faith that is invisible, that is in the spiritual realm. But however, indeed, it is a huge challenge to establish an invisible faith. And 
And that is to say, if we don't truly pursue after spiritual wisdom, it will be very difficult to build up a life of faith. So that is why this afternoon, the topic for our study is living with true wisdom. And again, we are going to emulate after this verse spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. Let's all turn to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Starting from verse 5. And let's read from verse 5 to verse 8. Chinese or English version, let's read it all together. Verse 5. God says, the in but his leaves shall be green, and will not be anxious in the fear of drought, but will cease from yielding fruit. Amen. So the verses that we have just read are the words of encouragement by God through the mouth of the prophet Jeremiah. God understood the weaknesses of the Israelites. And that is why God sent many prophets to encourage Israelites. Because God, he understood that the Israelites, they are only dwelling on the surface of visual blessings that they can see in their life. And this morning, we have just read chapter 12 of the book of Jeremiah. And let's review once again Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 2. And the prophet spoke to the Israelites that God has planted all the Israelites and yes, they have also taken root and yes, they also grow up and yes, they also bear fruit and yes, they are also near in their mouth. So from what we have just seen, all these facts are very normal. But then, then there is a twist over here. Let's continue. The last verse. But they are far from their mind from God. So if your heart has turned away from God, is far from God, what would you become? 
That is to say, you have the body without the soul inside. So if we were to use our description today, that is to say, the Israelites, they have just become mere haystacks. Or you can put it in another, another way, they are just fake people. And they are fake in terms of their faith towards God. So when God look at these Israelites, he must be very sorrowful. And uh, if we use another description to further clarify, take for example the children that we bring them up. And every day they come and mess around the parents. And they say that, well, I'm short of money. Daddy and mommy give me money. But yet their heart is not connected to their parents. And because their heart is not true. And that is to say, their heart is contrary to their parents. 好,如果今天你生的,你养的这种儿女的话,So today, if these are the children that you have,你会高兴吗? Would you be happy? 还是难过呢? Or would you be sad? 啊,你们自己讲讲看。So just think about this. 如果你养的就是这种儿女,If these are the kind of children that you have brought them up, 心一定非常难过。then your heart will be very, very sorrowful. And beyond sorrow, you will even feel pain. You'll be so angry and so frustrated, you will probably regret that you bring them into this world. And you may be so angry to the fact that I would, should have strangled you while you were a kid and instead of letting you grow up to this point. Because, because such a kind of children, they bring sorrow to the heart of their parents. And we hope that the children in our family, that they are all obedient. That they will not bring sorrow and sadness or even tears to our eyes. So if you have such a kind of hope, what should you do? And you must take action now before it's too late. What should you do? So and so therefore this afternoon we are going to look into how we should pursue true wisdom in life. And that is to bring our children so that they can also pursue after true wisdom in life. And we look at the Israelites, they did not pursue after true wisdom. So that is why when we come back to Jeremiah chapter 17, and starting from verse 5, it says, And so the Lord spoke through the prophet, that curse is the man who trusts in man, and the whose heart departs from the Lord. That this man shall be cursed. 
So the prophet says over here very clearly. Why does he clarify this? Because they've already spoken all the good words of encouragement. Then now the tone becomes very serious. And it is because after they are being provoked to anger, that is why the words of seriousness will come in. And then from verse 6 on, it talks about an analogy of a plant. And it describes the Israelites. Verse 6. That the Israelites, they shall be like a shrub in the desert. So think about the environment of the desert. It is very vast, empty, and has nothing. But yet, within it, you can actually... Um, oh, you can actually find the shrub. And that is to say, this kind of shrub can only live in the desert. So that is to say, if you, if you look at the plants um, kingdom, they are actually very passive. And that is to say, these kind of shrub, they can live in an uh, environment without water or very little water. So therefore, when we Google the word shrub um, and to find out their description, and so if you look at the shrub, um, the, the blade of their leaf has a very small area. And so that is why they can dwell and live in the desert. And also another description describes these shrubs as actually um, having a very um, little outward appearance and they need very little in order to survive in the desert. So that itself is a description of the Israelites. So this um, shrub, they shall not see when good comes. And these shrubs, they shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. And that is why these shrubs, they shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. And they certainly are able to inhabit in the salt land that no one can dwell. And so this is describing the Israelites. Their heart is very hard. It is not merciful and compassionate. 
And it's also describing the Israelites as people that are really not living up to par to the standard of God. So from the Bible description, we can understand that is to say, a person who is pursuing after true wisdom, they will not become like a shrub in the desert. So therefore today, when we view our spiritual life, we need to pursue after true spiritual wisdom. Because what we focus on is to advance our spiritual life. And because today all of us, we are walking along this journey of faith. And since we all have this common goal to pursue after advancing our faith, then of course we will not be likened to the Israelites at all. And also we will not be likened to the shrubs in the desert. So that is the disparity, the difference between the different kind of spiritual lives. And also today, when it applies to our, the advancement of our spiritual life, so very often we are not actually looking at the success or failure of a person's life, or the social status of their career in this world, or looking at the level of their education. And also we should not measure our spiritual life as in terms of the numbers of victory that we have won over the battle with the devil. So but rather, the key focus of our spiritual life is to focus in terms of advancing, improving our spiritual life. Then, however, the question comes back how do we actually go about it, pursuing after our spiritual life? So, from the words of encouragement from the prophet Jeremiah, that indeed it is true that we must pursue. Let's come back to Jeremiah 17, verse 7, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. So from the word spoken by the prophet, and a person who pursue after advancing their spiritual life, and the key point is their trust in the Lord. 
And as what we have just read in terms of the description, that blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. So from this passage, it let us understand that in terms of our lifelong pursuit and our life goal, and that is to say, we must put our life plan with total reliance upon the Lord. If you completely rely upon the Lord, then this person will be very, very blessed. Because this person would not be simple after all. They are the ones who actually pursue after true wisdom. As I have spoken earlier, the Israelites, they only focus on the visual blessings that they want. And that is the kind of spiritual life that they um, led in the Old Testament times. But today we are living in the New Testament times. That is to say, we must cast aside the concepts that bind them in the Old Testament times. And that is, we must rely upon our faith and focus upon God and pursue after our faith. That is why this passage let us know that in order to lead a life that pursues after true wisdom, so that we will know how and understand how to pursue after true spiritual wisdom. According to the passage of encouragement by Prophet Jeremiah, we can only trust in the Lord. But for most people nowadays, they just based upon their own intelligence, so to speak. And they use their worldly wisdom and education saying that, well, you are so superstitious in this modern world. And so many people, they will actually beat upon their chest and say that, I can only rely upon myself. And then look at those rich people. They say that, well, I have my money to fall back on. And then there are other people who, are, who has a very well social network. They can use an, all their social network for their um, friends. So these are all the human weaknesses of this uh, modern era. In fact, we human beings, we are very weak. And in fact, our abilities are also very limited. And also, we do not have that self-awareness or even self-knowledge of our own identity. 
从我们的个人的这种啊读书呢啊，会养成我们一种只依靠自己的这种心理。And because um, based upon our、um, education, we are taught to just rely upon ourselves. But however, today, in terms of advancing our spiritual life, we have already received the revelation from the words of God in the Bible. It let us. Tell us, let us know that we must trust in the Lord in order to be blessed. So, in terms of relying upon God in our lives, it is a fact. Because it is so true that we cannot just have ourselves. And so, therefore, the question is in terms of this concept of self-reliance. Actually, actually, in this case, And that is to say, we also need the assistance and the help from the friends around us. So this kind of help from friends and your own self-sufficiency, they are different. And just now we have just read Jeremiah 17 verse 5. Here it speaks about the weaknesses of the Israelites. That is to say, they trust in man and make flesh their strength. And because if they rely upon all the friends, it is totally different from relying upon God. Over here, to make flesh your strength, it portrays the the ability of the flesh. So, 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 this kind of blood bond is a kind of violence. And so, you can also interpret it as a kind of violence when man when man makes flesh their strength. So, the help and blood bond is different. So, the help that you get from people and also the help that you get from a kind of violence, it is very different. Oh, so, we understand to rely on our own. Oh, we can rely on our own desire. And so we must know what kind of true reliance that we should have. But from verse five, after we have seen the Jeremiah's passage, chapter seventeen of the book of Jeremiah, we cannot rely on human strength. We must not make flesh our strength. And because if we trust in the strength of man, that can change any time. And it will also regress over time. So, therefore, we must know the the right direction in terms of our reliance. From 刚才我们所读的伊利米斯的十七章第五节跟第六节这里所看到的 And from passage verse six and 
所以呢,啊,會讓你,啊,後患無窮啊。but you must also balance the situation and ask yourself, are you endangering yourself by putting yourself into such a situation? Because when you turn around, you may have fear in your heart, actually. Because you don't know, actually, the motive of the other person who helped you. Especially, there are so many scamming going around. And because we hear so many stories of people who helped you, and then they turn around and you think that they are going to rip you out. And so that also applies to our Gospel Tea Fellowship. The friends that we bring, are they genuinely and truly seeking after the truth? Or perhaps they may harbor other kind of intention when they come. So because we know that when the concept of man changes, their mind changes along. So if you rely upon another man, and once their heart goes astray from God, then that will change everything. Then at the end, you are the one who suffer all the pain left. And so in terms of moving along this passage, um, Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8, so it tells us that we must know how to rely upon God. Because today, in terms of our pursuit of our spiritual life, because the God that we Worship, he is a steadfast and trustworthy God. And his power is infinite. And he is completely reliable. That itself is the advantage of relying upon the Lord. That is why in the latter verse of verse 7, that blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. So that is telling us that we must know to trust in the Lord. 
And during the times of King David, and King David, when he was young, he was just likened to any other boy. And all of us probably is very familiar with the story of King David. And when he was a youth, he was shepherding the flock. So that is why in 1 Samuel 17, and so over here, this passage, it described the story of how David faced the Philistines um, in terms of the battle of the Israelites against the Philistines. And at that time, among all the Israelites, only David know how to rely upon God. And the question is, when they face the Philistines, who are such great warriors in their time, and among the Philistines, there was an outstanding warrior named Goliath. So of course, that caused a great fear upon all the Israelites. So over here, it describes how David went ahead and went out to face Goliath. Let's look at verse 45. 1 Samuel 17, 45. Verse 45, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Everyone is full of fear, but only David is not afraid. And David is so bold as to say that I am the one who rely upon the God above. At that time, David was so young, but he was not afraid of Goliath at all. So and so that is why we see how David, just with a mere sling in his hand, he was able, he was able to struck Goliath down. And so that's why David spoke to Goliath, you rely upon your spear and your javelin and your weapons. So that also applies to the Israelites. They rely upon the flesh and the strength of man in terms of their battle against the enemies. But yet, David, he relied upon the Lord. 
That is why he was able to gain victory over the battle. So from here, he tells us. That is why over here, he let us understand. Know that if you know to rely upon the Lord, you will enjoy peace in your heart. If you know to rely upon the Lord, you will enjoy peace in your heart. If you know to rely upon the Lord, you will enjoy peace in your heart. Then your life will become abundant. Because you are receiving the help from the heavens above. And this kind of help is infinite. And that it is definitely everlastingly reliable. And you will never ever change. And you will definitely be correct. So today we from this So therefore, when we look at the passage of encouragement that Jeremiah gave to the people of Israel, it also teaches us that today we must know to rely upon the Lord. So if we know how to trust in the Lord, Then, in terms of our lives, we will always be victorious. So today, we from this David, ah, his experience becomes a testimony. So therefore, from the story of David itself, give a testimony of his trust in God. So today, we from the faith life. That is why, when it applies to our daily lives today, in terms of our Christian walk, we if we have this spiritual walk. If we truly have this pursuit of true wisdom in our lives, then your life will be likened to King David. Then your life will be like the words of encouragement by Jeremiah the prophet. And because you put God as your complete trust and reliance in your life. So today, if we understand this truth, so then the next thing for us to do is to bring forth this faith within us. And so that we come before God and show Him that we have Him as our total trust. And we come before God to ask Him to take delight in our faith. And if God is delighted in us, we will have favor for the rest of our lives. But in this kind of trusting, sometimes it will also cause people to doubt. But, some, but sometimes, in terms of relying upon God, we must also realize that there may be trials waiting ahead of us. And then, so now I'm going to raise some、um, questions in terms of relying upon God and the trials that we face. The first point is when we are in trouble. That is when we are facing danger in in a dangerous situation. And then we find that the the deliverance of God did not come upon us. So who are we talking about? So we are talking about about Saul. We are talking about Saul. And in the Old Testament, in the book of First Samuel, there is this passage. 在撒母耳记上的十三章
First Samuel chapter thirteen. 这十三章里头在记载扫罗他年轻跟跟这个啊这个撒母耳他们约定时间。So over here it talks about um Saul when he was young and he had an appointment with Samuel the prophet. 啊，在撒母耳记上的十三章啊。In First Samuel chapter thirteen. 第八节开始啊。Starting from verse eight. 啊，这边在描述扫罗是照着啊跟撒母耳所约定的日期，结果。啊，这个这个扫罗就等了七日。And so over here, um, verse um eight, he waited seven days according to the time set by Samuel. 结果呢，这个扫罗就还没有到达。But yet Samuel did not come. 扫罗就看到百姓啊啊，就一一的离开了。Then Saul find out that the people were scattered from him. 所以扫罗那个时候，他就心里慌张啊，就自己献祭。And so Saul became anxious in his heart, and he decided to offer the burnt offering himself. When Saul finished offering the burnt offering, then Samuel appeared. And then, because of this event, Saul he has transgressed against God. So this is what we need. Story, let us understand that we must rely upon our faith. And within this faith, we must also carry out our duty. You are a king, you are not allowed to offer offerings. So that is to say, as a king, you should exercise your kingly duties. So Saul, But yet Saul, he was anxious and he made a mistake. I'll just give another one. Ah, this is in Genesis chapter sixteen. Let's look at another example in Genesis sixteen. This sixteen chapter here talks about someone who was waiting for a long time after God's timing. God is waiting for him. And God has given them the promise, but yet His time was not fulfilled. This is 指着谁呢 ？Who are we talking about? This is 指着亚伯兰娶夏甲的这件事情。So here we are looking at the story of how Abraham, how he took in Hagar. This is 以人为的，以人为的意思来要完成神的意思。So here we see how Abraham took. Hagar as his wife, and he was doing it according his own human will. We look at Genesis 16, starting from verse 2. Genesis 16, verse 2. This Sarai said to Abraham, 啊，或者我可以因他来得孩子。亚伯兰听从撒来的话，三节。于是亚伯兰的妻子撒来将十里埃及人下嫁给了丈夫为妾。那时亚伯兰在迦南已经住了十年。Verse three. 刚才我们所看的这一段啊。So the verses that we have just read. 就是。啊，提到用人的意思要来完成神的意思。So over here we see how human will go over the will of God. 
本来啊，神应许要让亚伯兰啊来生下后代。In fact, it was a promise of God that Abraham will have descendants. 结果等了很久啊。But yet they waited for such a long time. 这件事情都没办法去实现呢、啊。And yet it never got fulfilled. 那变成啊，这种考验成为很严重的考验了、啊。So then the promise actually become a great trial for them. So then they exercise their own human will. This Sarai just use his this 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 So from this story, it also let us understand a fact. Do not use your own human will to take over the plan of God. If you talk about relying upon God, you must exercise your faith. That is to say, you must exercise your faith and not let your will transcend over the plan and the promise of God. Because you think that God has forgotten about you. But that is your mentality. That is to say, you must not exercise your own will and let it transcend over the will of God. So, so this thing, ah, also let Abraham's family experience. 长时间的一种纷争啊。So because of this matter, it caused a great division in the family of Abraham. 啊，再来我再提一个事实了哈。And next, I would like to raise a fact. 就是人在物质丰盛的时候。That man, in terms of the abundance of our material life. 在工作顺利的时候。And in terms of our career being smooth sailing. Or perhaps we are successful in our careers. And also our family is very blessed. And indeed, it looks like it is a very blessed and blissful situation. But yet, God has His work. So God uses one person, So God, He will try the faith of a person from their own personal life and their own family life. That 这个人是谁 ？Who is this person? Job. And he is Job. Job, he 原本家庭幸福美满。When we look at Job in the beginning, his family was very blessed. 结果因着撒旦来控告。But because of the accusation of Satan. So, in Satan's accusation of Satan, we find that the family of Job was destroyed along with his own health. So, in Satan's accusation It describes his personal faith and also his family life. So, therefore, from the trials that is endured by Job, it also allowed us to understand a fact that when we are living a life of complete reliance upon God, 
Do you have the true wisdom that comes from God? If you truly have the true wisdom from God, then you are able to overcome the accusation that comes from Satan. So over here we see how Job, how he was severely attacked by Satan. And from the assault of Satan, he lost his personal wealth and family. And his um and he lost everything. But yet, Job he has faith. And he was not struck down by the mere accusation of Satan. Because he knows that the reward comes from God. That God is also the one who takes away. Job, he understood this fact. That the name of the Lord should be blessed. So from the story of Job, we can understand in terms of his pursuit of spiritual wisdom, he was not struck down by Satan. And then from the book of Job, we also saw the friends of Job who actually come with the intention to comfort and also to encourage Job. But in fact, we look at these three friends of Job, they were just pouring salt upon his wounds. Of course, it is normal to comfort and console the other person over their family loss. But yet their words are too harsh. So today, if Job does not have that true spiritual wisdom, I think that perhaps at the end, Job will definitely be struck down completely. But because Job, he has true wisdom, and that is why Job, at the end of the day, he spoke and ordered this verse. Let's turn to Job 42, verse 5, verse 5. Verse 5, I have heard of you by the hearing of the year, but now my eye sees you. So that further clarifies the fact that Job has true spiritual wisdom. So if Job did not possess true spiritual wisdom, he naturally will be struck down by all the events. So that is why the true wisdom, the true spiritual wisdom of Job is worthy of our emulation today. And also in the book of Jonah, um, chapter 1, it also mentions that 
And so Jonah, he, he did not take seriously in terms of the matters of God. And then he cast aside the will of God and belittled the will of God. And in fact, the will of God is to ask Jonah to go and preach in the town of Nineveh. But yet Jonah, he was rebellious and disobedient. And he wants to flee to Tarshish. That is Jonah's own human will. So therefore, from here, we can see that Jonah, he does not have true spiritual wisdom at all. So the four um, stories that we have just um, talked about, if you have true spiritual wisdom in your life, then you'll be likened to Job, that you know how to trust in the Lord in terms of your anguish. And you'll be likened to Job that I have heard of you in the past. But now I truly see the face of God. So that tells us the manifestation of true spiritual wisdom. So from the truth that we have studied today from the words of God, so in terms of our walk with God, do we truly understand the trials that come from Him? And we should not just rely upon our mere human will. Because if you trust in the flesh of man as your strength, then you will not trust in God. So this is something that we must deeply ponder upon. So today we must make this life decision. We must also meditate and ponder who should I trust? Do I trust in my own knowledge? Or do I trust in my own strength? Or am I likened to the Israelites that my heart is far away from God? And this is definitely something for us to think about. Let us sing him. 394.